You're now listening to the Where's My 40 Acres podcast, baby, with your host, Phenom Black, Miss Music Lover, Twan Burgundy, and Silent X. This podcast ain't free. Well, maybe it is, but you better listen, niggas. Um, they haven't found him. He drew portraits of all the people he killed, but they haven't found them. Yes. Serial killer drew pictures of his victims. Now the FBI needs help identifying them. Well, they better get on it because before he start coming out with some new artwork. Well, he's 78. He confessed last year uh, to about almost 100 killings carried out in the span of 35 years. He's already, he's servicing three life sentences um, for the murder of three Los Angeles women, but now there's more. I can believe that because people just damn near crazy at this point out here. Black man too. Mm, wasted talent. <laughs> mm-hmm. Shout out to Fino Black, this music lover, Tuan Burgundy, Silent Age Media, man. Mindset of a young nigga with idle time They say a devil's workshop is an idle mind It's hip-hop infiltrated by a wicked built industry And me, I'm representing for the underground Independence, Fifth Amendment Freedom of speech, the revolution is pending But it's cool, cause you see we on a mission Television off, this a viral petition Man, and I hope you pay attention The WM48, we keep it real So she was the white woman that claimed she had this. She was the hairdresser. Oh, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. And the whole, even that was just janky. The whole, well, it was the whole thing of he wanted. So the, what's, what's the friend name that has the vial? Andre. He um, left and he told these other two managers that, you know, um, you know, to make sure you watch who goes in and out the room, da 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 And um, one of them ended up saying he fell asleep on the couch. And then the other one said that um, James Brown wanted some insure. So he went downstairs to the gift shop or to the pharmacy or whatever to get him some when it's like, which is true. It's like, you know, if he wants something, that's what the nurse is for. <laughs> Especially some insure. Why would you go to the right. gift shop to get insure? You would have he to might not can even drink that. That's the thing. Like, why would you give him something and you don't even know if he can even drink that? Because you know, depending on what medication, there's certain things that he they can just can't cannot eat or drink, no matter if you want it or not. That's what the nurse is for. You call the nurse. I don't care if it's two, three o'clock in the morning. That's what night shift nurses do. And you go, and then that's what you say. Well, that's why you left the room. And next thing you know, he's dead. And then. um they're claiming that this, you know, um, and I think that was the lady that gave Andre the vial of blood, that the, the hairdresser lady was there and they found, um, you know, like cocaine or PCP res- residue on the shoe on the floor or a pill or something like that. Mm-hmm. And that was one of the shoes she had in this duffel bag of all this shit. <laughs> and, you know, she claims that she wasn't there. Like, if it, it, even that was just... 
a mess. And then when they found, I think one of the guys, the David Washington, I think that was his name, because um, he, I guess he keeps up the property of his James Brown house in Augusta, and they ask him, and he's like, I'm not talking about it. I can't comment on anything. And then next thing you know, his uh, lawyer um, tells him, like, you're barred from the property. You'll be on trespass notice. I was like, what? Just for him asking that simple question? <laughs> it is just layers of foolishness. It's just too much. Keeping up with the deaths, you know. Um, Adrian died. Uh, he died. James died, you know, years later, but Adrian died first after the surgery, the plastic surgery. James died. They tried to say it was like cardiac arrest or whatever. His mm-hmm. daughter died. Then his son-in-law died that he was never- running around telling people that he was going to tell. He was going to tell. And then he got shot up. Did they ever say like how close it was between him talking and him getting killed? They said it was pretty close. I thought they made it seem. That's like what I was him. thinking. I didn't like. I know he got because he got stabbed. Then he switched sides. Mm-hmm. And I'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna make you pay. I'm sure the phone you were. I'm trying to look back through it now to see if I see just the time. So they had 15 questions, which it probably would be best. This is, a, I guess, a word to the wise. Any other podcast that wants to cover this story, it might be best for you to start off with the questions. And tell the story based on the 15 questions he asked yeah. in the part three, because that's a good way for you to cover all of the topics. But we we got we definitely got to go through those questions because, it, you know, it just they're good questions and they have no definitive answer. It seems it's mm-hmm. a hodgepodge. It was, of it, was about a, it was about a year later that he got killed. OK, because he got stabbed. That was March 8, 2007. And then he started going through all this stuff. And then it was November 5th, 2008. That's when he was killed. Sounds yeah. to me like he was, like James was involved with like the KKK mob or the country mob, the Bama mob. And then his man, and then that guy, and then his, another manager got killed. Like, it's just a lot. And then the, the, the person that claimed that he was James Brown's family member, the St. John or St. Lucian or whatever the guy's name was mm-hmm. that the um, daughter said, I don't know who that is. And um, did like a police report on him. <laughs> they even went after, um, I'm a, because her name looks like Sorbet. I'm gonna call her Tamara. But they went after, <laughs> they went after Tamara. Uh, I think it was Dallas and somebody else wanted to get her out of there because was, was she the one that married him? And they found out that she had married some Indian gentleman before that, but yep, he had used her for a visa. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that so the marriage didn't uh they never officiated it or whatever. Right. They didn't consummate the consummate, marriage. There you go. They didn't consummate it. I didn't know what the right word was as a married man. But um it so so that situation was going on, but as soon as she got in there and they realized that she had some claim to his estate, they wanted her out. And that's when like mm-hmm. that's when it seemed like Buddy Dallas teamed up with the daughters. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. The double stand twins. It's yeah. It's 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 a lot. But no, I agree. Like the questions would be, um, because there's 15 questions, and that definitely would be the a good um breakdown if you would do a a podcast on this. Yeah, you got those up. 
Hmm? You got them up? Yep. So the first question is, what went wrong in that room? And that is uh, the area. That's when um, Andre, his friend, and then also the doctor that treated him, um, they met at, at a church. And then that's when they started talking about um, where, you know, how the friend got the blood. Um, and then also this is when Crawford kind of talks about, you know, when he treated James Brown and it's like what we said that, you know, he was fine. Um, so this, so Crawford says that, um, grounded, uh, found he, they found symptoms of congested heart failure, um, which is, you know, always, especially when you have fluid lungs or fluid around the heart, you know, that's usually, uh, CHF and then signs of a mild heart attack said Brown's urine tested positive for cocaine. He, they were treatable problems. They gave him um, oxygen, IV, and then ACE inhibitors to relax his blood vessels. And they said he improved fast by five o'clock on the 24th. He said he could have literally walked out the hospital. And then that's when they said, we didn't want to let him go. Um, and then he left, Crawford left at seven. He said to spend Christmas Eve with his family and um, they said 1 a.m. he got a phone call and from the hospital saying Brown heart stopped and doctors were trying to uh, resuscitate him. And he said by the time he got to the room, he said he was dead. Uh. <laughs> and this is, and like I said, um, Andre, this is when he starts talking about how he obtained the blood where the nurse gave him the um you know, the blood vial and said the nurse also told him that um, Brown was visited by a male stranger she did not recognize as part of Brown's entourage. Um, and then she said after that visit, that's when um, his vital signs dropped, um, James Brown's did. So um, so that's pretty much like the first, Those are the, that's pretty much what's talked about underneath the first question. Mm-hmm. Um, the second question is, was James Brown trying to escape? And um, under this one, this is where they started talking about the um, his escape plan, quote unquote, like how, you know, um, he wanted to um, leave the South, all of that. Um, he wanted to, you know, go to New York with his wife, start, start a new um, and then they start they start talking about um, Brown signed, signed a will and a state plan that left most of his fortune to the poor and needy. The uh, state would be managed by three trustees. The two of the trustees were Dallas and Cannon. The third was a former uh, person named Alfred Bradley. The trust agreement had a clause that allowed trustees to spend fifty percent of his gross income. So Cannon was his accountant, the one that ended up skimming and taking all that money from him, but. Um, the trust agreement had a clause that allowed trustees to spend 50% of the gross income for management purposes. According to some interpretation, this unpreceded clause gave trustees the power to spend large sums of Brown's money as they saw fit. Um, and then they said after Brown signed a deal in 1999, um, that converted future song royalties in a lump sum of $26 million Cannon began in dra draining Brown's investment accounts, um, according to criminal, criminal criminal charges filed against him in 2010. 
Um, investors found he was building a seaside mansion on a remote island off of the coast of Honduras. Um, and then they said that uh, more than one person, um, the way that Cannon treated Brown as though he owed, he owned James Brown. So, um, and so it pretty much kind of goes into that um, with Cannon who died um, this past year. Um, so the third question, there are disturbing similarities between the two deaths. Are they coincidences? And that's, um, and that's the, uh, deaths between Adrian Brown and James Brown. Um, so they kind of talk about that. Mm-hmm. Fourth is why was no autopsy performed, which we kind of talked about earlier. His daughters don't want them to find out what's in that man's system because mm-hmm. they get they got control over his estate at the moment. So, mm-hmm. absolutely, absolutely. And then I, and and then this is where uh, one of those daughters wrote a book, and they said the word autopsy never appeared in the book. <laughs> well, that's at all. like that's just we don't like know the what the word means. Like, <laughs> but that's just like the all guy what? she. Uh, she sued for defamation. Jackie did because he wrote a book about the incident in the woods, but never mentioned the rape part. Just mentioned James Brown walking into the woods with a shotgun. Mm-hmm. And so she didn't yeah. get any of the proceeds from the book sale. And he defamed her by taking her story and lying. Mm-hmm. And then they said that the same, so it's the, the one that had the son-in-law that was going to tell everything, Lumar or whatever. So um, they said um, they did, it also didn't say anything about the husband being at the hospitals, but apparently the, the that husband was at the hospital and he's the one that um, apparently caused the scene and said they killed him. Oh, so it was, yeah, okay. So Lamar was the one that was getting dragged out. Yes. Mm-hmm. All right. Yep. So number five, why was Brown's son-in-law murdered, which is um, we talked about Darren Lamar. I like so, the way he did it. That he was like, and Lamar gets dragged out. Number five, why was Lamar murdered? <laughs> <laughs> A good segue, sir. So yeah, they so it pretty much talks about him and, and pretty much um his violence uh back and forth with that with his wife. Yama. Um, Yama. Mm-hmm. And um, talks about all to what we talked about where he ended up being killed and they still have not found um, who killed him. Yeah, I'm going to have that dude killed, man. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she couldn't do it. Kill. She didn't She didn't she finish it. Something. So she, she got somebody else, somebody do it. Yeah. <laughs> so number six is where's James Brown's body? No one knows where it is. It's in the oh, this the one. This the one with the laughing, uh, back and forth. Deanna, mm-hmm. yes, it's in the incinerator. That body's yes. gone. Oh yeah, that's gone. Yeah, he is. They they cremated him to the high heaven. So um, yeah, this is where yeah she laughs about um when they ask him um where is the where is the body in um Well, God bless you, whoever said that to you. <laughs> Yeah, me yeah I don't need an autopsy. That was the day that God chose to take him. <laughs> Ma'am, like, oh God. We're we not, we not arguing that he's still alive somewhere. <laughs> we just want to know 
would help take them there. Like that's all. Oh gosh, yeah. yeah. Like when you have another daughter saying that you know my daddy's body has disappeared, and I'm convinced his death was suspicious. Yeah, it was, that was the first, the daughter from the first marriage, right? Mm-hmm. Right, yeah. I, I mean, he got a lot of kids. There's, yeah. there's, there's, there's a long list of characters in this story. Extremely yeah, long yeah, list. Yeah. Tons. So it's number seven. Why did Brown's trustees work with the daughters who made him cry? Bro, okay, this question. I have a problem with this question. Why did you need to put that made him cry shit at the end? Like, I'm sorry. Why do I give a fuck about James Brown's tears? Like, at all, after reading everything you put in part one about this man. Why do I give a fuck about his tears? <laughs> and the way he said it made his little child is like, they made him clown, cry on the playground or something. Like, they mm-hmm. teased him and made him cry. Yeah, I was like, uh... Am I supposed no. to sympathy? Number eight, did the man at Brown's bedside lie about his death? Um... This is where they uh, talk about um, the story of how one of them went to go, you know, get the quote unquote insure or whatever Brown was asking for. And then um, the other one was sleep. And then um, <laughs> I think that one of the guys, I think he ended up dying. So, and he would never talk about it. Um, cause you know, they started asking questions, you know, to like, well, why did you go? You have a nurse, blah, 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 blah. Um, and you know, he just kind of, he would talk pretty much over around it. He never gave like a full concrete story that made any sense. And, um, it went to the point, I think he just kind of like, you know, stopped talking about it or changed the subject. So um, that was always very, very suspect. Mm-hmm. Number nine, did Brown's hairdresser made make a confession about his death? So this is that crazy white woman. The Because like one point she says they're friends and then another point she says they, that was uh, his, that was her boyfriend. She was just as fool. Um, so it pretty much talks about her and that, that is long. Um, and she I guess her she interactions with Jackie. Yeah, she claimed she did not make that confession. <laughs> yeah. Even though there's like, some people say that, yeah, she was at the hospital. Some people said she wasn't at the hospital. Oh, yeah, she said that um, what she told Jackie was, I think she said she was high or something ridiculous. She had a vision, excuse me. Mm-hmm. That's what she had in her vision. That didn't mean that she actually did it. <sighs> yeah, that somebody gave him uh, herbs, poured herbs in a glass of water, and then he died. Sure. Yeah. Right. <laughs> sure, Jan. So number ten is why did Hurst worry that a James Brown duffel bag might land her in jail? Because uh, all of the shit that she claimed she ain't know nothing about was in that duffel bag. She's a duffel bag girl. <laughs> And that duffel bag had a whole bunch of stuff, and that's the. Uh, and I want to say it was a. Oh no, that's at the next one. That's the next question. But this one, this is where, uh, of course, Jackie had text messages still saved. <laughs> oh, man, she don't. Ch- she don't. She don't erase phones. She just get a whole new phone. She really do. 
this is where, you know, apparently this this phantom duffel bag with this stuff, including drugs and the shoe that had all the drug residue on there, all these things was in um in um, a storage unit and she was behind on um the rent for it and um she was asking um Jackie to pay um the balance um because she says if they don't if you don't that all that stuff will be auctioned off blah 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 so she talked she was still talking to Buddy and they ended up paying for it um and then they took the bag. So and then and that leads into um Question number 11, why would Brown's lawyer want that bag thrown into a lake? So, um, you know, he, Buddy uh, pretty much told her you need to throw it in the lake, and she never did. (laughs) The whole acquisition of the bag was a crazy-ass confusing story. How she wanted to go outbid somebody for it, and they were selling his stuff, and she Mm -hmm. had talked to them about it, and then she went, and she had the funds, I guess, to get it. But then yeah. he was she was supposed to throw it in the river and she didn't. And then he mm-hmm. tried to buy it back from her as to how much she wanted for it. Yeah. It, it was just it's it's a fucking mess here, man. It's just it's it's a lot, like and uh yeah. It's people that are supposed to be enemies, but they like they flip sides so often in their favor. Because they the do. lawyer didn't link up with the kids until he needed to. Jackie didn't work with Dallas and them until she needed to. And this was after her rape. Mm-hmm. It was a exactly. game of cat and mouse. Yep. Question 12. What was the quote unquote lace poisoning? So this is where they kind of, they start talking about Jackie called this guy ghost, but he was going by Christian St. John or Van St. John and saying that he was, a family member of Brown's um, and he was um, talking to Jackie and, and pretty much saying, um, you know, this is the stuff that um, that's the stuff in the duffel bag was what they used to kill uh, James Brown, yada, yada, yada. Um, question 13, what does hand, what does the handwritten note mean? So I don't know what that should mean. <laughs> Also, I couldn't read that fucking text message, man. What, her, the, her questions or the, the text what? message in general, because it was parts the redactedness of it, the fact that it wasn't in order. Like I couldn't read it straight off that phone. I don't know how he was. Oh that. yeah. I don't know how they did that. I don't know how they did that. But yeah, these questions. This is a note from the hairdresser to herself. It it's just and one of the questions is um how did Mr. Brown know I, w- I was going to be with him when he died? Just weird. Why would you write weird, that weird, stuff? Weird. <laughs> Just why would you write that down, though? And this was in that, ba- in, that, in that bag, that duffel bag of stuff. And it's questions from Mr. Bobbitt, which was the guy who went to the, went, was supposedly went to get the insure for, for James Brown when he wanted it that right. night. Weird, weird, weird. Um, question 14, where was Hearst on the night of Brown's death? So it goes through all of that. And then her begging for her bag of stuff. Um, and then a whole bunch of text messages. And this is where, um, I guess apparently, um, 
what's the guy named Buddy Dallas was sending text messages to Jackie saying, I see you with two like eyes. They, they, she said, like I'm tried, watching you. Yeah, like they, they also had the whole putting, uh, bugging people's houses and stuff. Like she had a person come out and check her house and they had drilled near like cables that would allow them to, to bug her phones and what mm-hmm. the fuck, man. And then she said, at the, oh, this is why with the, so she said that, you know, at this time she's still working at the circus. She said three, she was working and three large men with sunglasses, um, purchased box seats near the front. And she said they were just looked very out of ordinary. And she said someone wanted her to know that she was being watched. And, um, and then that's when she ended up getting this that night. She got that text of mm-hmm. the picture with two eyes. And she said, this has been uh, days of him not answering my text. And now all of a sudden after I see these, Three mysterious men, you know, I get a text message saying, you know, with two eyes, like I'm watching you. Mm-hmm. So, and then this is, I think they also kind of go through when a hairdresser wanted to go um, talk to them at the CNN. So they kind of um, question her about a lot of stuff. Um, and this is when she says, I did not kill him. I would never harm him. Blah, blah, blah. She said she was home with her family. And then that's when he, the guy said he decided he was going to fact check and go to Augusta. And then that's when everybody else kept acting like they couldn't talk about her. <laughs> it's just, uh, yeah. Um, 12, I mean, excuse me, 14 was, was a long one. Because it goes um, through that. It also goes through, you know, that David Washington we talked about where he acted like he didn't want to talk about things as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so um, 15 is who is ghost and what does he want? So that same Van St. John or Christian St. John contacted him um, and said that um, contacted a reporter saying that I have some information for you. You know, and then it was calling him back and forth, which was weird. And um, and then at one point he said he had, you know, information. And then he texted back and said, oh, excuse me, called and said, um, do not write for or use any information that was sent via email for me. Any published story with CNN or other person mm-hmm. or media outlet. And then um, she, then the reporter emailed questions to the to the daughters, um, including asking this Christian St. John, who is he? Um, and then they said six days after he sent questions, uh, one of the daughters filed a report with Cobb County Police. <laughs> said the man claiming to be her relative had been harassing her in phone calls and text messages. She said the man claimed to be Christian St. John, but wasn't sure what if that was his real name. <laughs> I'm telling you, man, it's just so fucking much. Mm-hmm. Something it's- happened. Something happened. Oh yeah, absolutely. And then, of course, it ends. Which ending is weird. It ends with uh, with Jackie talking about someone threatened her life again. Again. Point. So, like, who who y'all think did it? Everybody, yeah, it's people that it's people involved in this that we don't know. Like, it's, oh, absolutely, it's too, many, it's too many hidden men in this. It's too many. Um, I forgot what they what what do they call when they're like 
dragnet undercover agents or whatever. I can't think of what the name is for those type of men, like CIA men. But that's pretty much what it is. It's just guys in top hats and overcoats going around <laughs> killing people. And they're never, nobody ever sees it. And if they do, they're dead now. Mm-hmm. He just had, like, Jason had just too many, attorney. like, you had these attorneys, then you had, you know, all these managers, and then you had these these assistants. It's just, he just had tons of people, and all of them, you know, were just dirty. But, you know, James Brown was dirty, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just had a feeling it was somebody in his inner circle. Oh, yeah, I believe it. Like, you know, it, it, it especially shows the fact that they didn't want him married, you know, because especially with these women that were being very advocate about the money that they were stealing from him. You know, mm-hmm. so they were trying to silence and they were trying to silence them. And then stealing. they were stealing the, the county was stole like what, eight million or something like that. Mm-hmm. And then they ended up killing him. I also feel like the daughters know. Oh, for sure. Oh, yeah. They they part of it. They definitely are part of it. Just, you know, the fact that, you know, this happened and you're not wanting to know what happened to your, you know, your dad. You just kind of brush it away. You, you, you know, cremate the man and then you want to act like it's a secret, yeah, like they, he's in this crypt, but he's really not. I mean, they were trying to get control of the estate. Mm-hmm. Also, you know, we know the way he treated the, their mothers. I wouldn't be surprised that they hated that nigga. So, oh, yeah, of course. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And he wasn't too fond of them either. So. Yeah. He wasn't too fond of women in general. So, yeah, at all. So, yeah, he, um, you know, to make sure that he made mention that he didn't want them to have any money, like, his grandkids can have money to get them set up for, you know, education purposes, but he didn't want them to have nothing. <laughs> he was ready to give all of it to charity. My probably was like, hell no, thinking all them dollar signs. It, it was, it's, it's just, it's a lot of people involved. And just like what Brandon said, it's a lot of people we will never know. No. Nah. Never a know lot of people had a hand in this. We'll never know what happened to him for real. And honestly, I don't give a fuck. Like, mm-hmm. I'm reading all of this shit and I'm like, well, you know, you're a trash person that surrounded yourself with trash people and if your daughters get your estate based off what you did to their mothers, like we just pointed out, I ain't losing no sleep. Oh, yeah. Like, at the end of the day, yeah, I don't, I don't feel sadness that, oh, you know, he was murdered. It's just an interesting story. But yeah, yeah it's, a, it's a great murder mystery. Yeah, it's it's good ID channel stuff. But yeah. um, <laughs> it's not like, oh, I really gotta. How dare they do this to James? Like, yeah, I have uh, sympathy. Like, no, I don't. He was trash. I mean, trash, just trash. Like how he shot up that club. Yo, <laughs> gave people a hundred dollars <laughs> that he injured after that. Oh my god! Like, how you gonna shoot a nigga? This is a shootout that he was having that like he was opening somewhere. With no. Otis, remember it was with Otis? Yeah, the one with Otis. Right. Otis was opening and he was pissed, so he walked up in there and shot the spot up as revenge. Like, yeah, what the? Hell? That was out of Otis's book, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that was out of Otis's book. Everybody got a book. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, that's where you get the best tea from, those books. But yeah, it, he, he but he was always like a jealous type because you know, I, I think I may mention before, like uh the singer Jackie Wilson, he he couldn't stand that like all the attention that he was getting and he was a quote unquote like um you know, he was good looking and all that stuff, all the stuff that he wasn't he ugh, he oh, couldn't man, he, stand he him. Like, and like lonely teardrops. <laughs> You know that man he, like no lonely tears. He drops. couldn't stand him at all. Like so he 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 had anger problems, he had self-esteem problems, and just he's crazy. Just crazy. You On top of all drug use. Yeah, you can't have all that drug use. You have all that crazy already, and then you put in the PCP. Like, yeah, mm. right. <laughs> That's a bad recipe right there, man. It is no telling what else he was sniffing. Glue. Like he was wilding. Wilding. He was definitely on it. Mm-hmm. On it all the way. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Good for him. <laughs> wow. Yeah, but um, yeah, I would tell everybody I just just like we said, I would read those questions first. So that's what part three, and then go from there. But um, it, it it it's a good read. It's a lot, but it is a very interesting read. You finish. <laughs> you know, I I was not expecting it to be like this when I saw that. You know, nobody headline top of my phone. I thought it was just going to be kind of like a. Maybe like a page. You know how CNN does. Mm-hmm. You know. He had receipts. He had right. stuff like, like he could write a book about this, man. Like He really could. Like it was to the point where, you know, he had stuff, um, you know, certain words that were highlighted and he clicked on and oh receipts. Oh, you want to know about the civil lawsuits? Click this receipt. Court documents. Here you go. Yeah. Text Oh, team. you want to read the autopsy report? Let me let me click you on this document uh, website mm. where you can you, read everything. You, you, you want to hear some audio? Here you yeah. go. <laughs> 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 you want to know what this mystery guy sounds like that's claiming he's Brown's relative? Click this right here and hear what this voicemail sounds like. <laughs> oh my gosh. He was detailed. Detailed. Oh Jesus! That docky cloud got tons of tons of stuff. That just man, it's, oh my God, it's so overwhelming. You think he's been what two years? Two years together. Interviewed over a hundred and forty something people or something like that. Went all over the place. Everybody knew about James Brown, but nobody know nothing. Right, that had to be frustrating. <laughs> that had to be frustrating. People talking around in circles, people dying. And that's another thing, too, with, you know, if it wasn't people not talking about it, the people that he, you know, were kind of like, I guess, key people in a sense, they were old. So, you know, they were like passing away. You know, and it's like, oh, well, yeah, I can, you know, interview him. Oh, he's dead already. Oh, he, he died. Okay. Well, scratch that. Or were they mm-hmm. passing away, Deidre? <laughs> they right. Or they was murdered. That's so true. 
<laughs> were they? And we, we don't know. We don't know what's going on. That is a full <laughs> episode. Holy shit. Um and somebody found Jackie. She's still there. <laughs> somebody <laughs> Right. She's still kicking. She's still playing with the elephants. Yeah. Oh my God. And three elephants. Like, ma'am. She's in a circus, y'all. This whole thing is a circus. It's just a mess. He opened up with that for a reason. <laughs> Call her the circus lady. <laughs> Yeah, we're gonna come full circle. Don't worry. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I'm getting there. It's like it's it's a lot. It's but but it's it's a lot for a reason. Yep. So um, before we um check out of the podcast, I wanted to do a quick review of BET's new show Boomerang, which they decided to resuscitate back into existence for whatever reason. I didn't think Boomerang had that big of a cultural effect. Where no, when, look, when I saw that thing and it said boomerang changed the world, I was like, Really? <laughs> but it? it didn't when it, it, it first like, boomerang was. I, like, I, remember, I remember watching boomerang once, but I've seen the full movie once because it's a pretty basic ass story and it's kind of it, it, it's kind of you wanted to make the nigga into the nigga you wanted him to be and he just happened to do that. No. It's not even the best Eddie Murphy movie. And not at all. It's nowhere near the best Eddie Murphy. It's not the best black romance film. Like, my nigga kicked okay, yep. Layla Rashawn out of his bed because her feet was crusty. Boy, go get her an appointment. That's Layla Rashawn, <laughs> nigga. But you're going after Holly Berry, and she's a school teacher, and she look all innocent. It's, it's just a weird movie. I'm not saying it's a bad movie. Like, I enjoy it. But to back like that was a black staple... To that degree, I didn't think it affected people that much. But then again, motherfuckers think Baby Boy is a staple. So I'm sure BET will turn that into a movie soon as well. So they went and um, they got one of the writers from Insecure. Uh, it's it's uh, uh, Ben something is one of the writers. And I think Lene Wythe is like one of the creators of it. I mean, she's a producer. Like an executive Hollywood producer. Producers, I yeah, say. yeah. Holly oh, so Holly's Berry. a part of it too? Yes, Holly Berry is an executive producer on this. Okay. Holly Berry. And the only reason I even gave it a chance is because of Lene and Ben from Insecure. Like, when I saw they were involved, I was like, okay, this could potentially be just a good black show in general that they didn't need to name Boomerang, but they're going to go ahead and piggyback off of a classic black film. Fine. I guess it's a classic black film now. So they're going to do Boomerang. And BET's actually releasing a bunch of shows right now. They got the Boomerang show. They got the Motown show. Then they got some shit called Finding Justice where T.I. is on there ho-tepping. So I'm not watching that. But the the the, the, the Motown show, not Motown, um, Soul Train. The Soul Train show actually looks good too. So I might check that out. Oh, the little movie. oh yeah. I remember they were... Um... Wait, so Soul Train is them? I thought it was Netflix. Nah, it's them. Nah, it's them. Because I remember they were doing, they're they on were episode, filming it here. They're on episode thought, three already. Huh? The Soul Train is already on episode three. Like, it's three episodes. Oh, wow. Okay, because I remember hearing that they were doing, you know, that. But I, I don't know why I thought I heard they said Netflix. Okay, I didn't know that. Yeah, so so yeah. the 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 Soul Train show has three episodes, and that's all about... Uh, Cornelius and his life and rise to Soul Train and stuff like that and the injustice they experienced and all this crazy shit around the Soul Train because it's niggas back in the 70s so you know it was crazy and sure. Boomerang is a different spin on the film it's the these are more like young established adults 
which I guess Eddie Murphy and them were all supposed to be young established adults, but all them niggas was in their 30s. <laughs> and these are actually 20-year-old black kids. Like they get the they got the Yuku, the Yuhu kid uh from Atlanta. Oh, really? He's in there as one of the main characters. He's well, one of the side characters. He is the religious friend. Like I guess he preaches. I guess he's a mm-hmm. preacher, but he has like a he's building his mass right now. So sure. they they have that. Um they got the kid from Everybody Hates Chris that drew. I guess it's supposed to be Eddie Murphy's character. He works for like a like a branding consultation company, mm-hmm. and he works with I don't know who this young girl is supposed to be. I don't know if she's supposed to be Hallie. I don't know what this is. I think they're just adding characters at this point. They added this. They had this young. <laughs> they had this young girl, and she is also part of the brand management thing. But her daddy is like Graham Industries or Graham. Brandon and he's a millionaire brander and does commercials and stuff for big wig companies and she works under him so so it's nepotism involved but she gets fired in the first in the first five minutes of the first episode about a woman about a woman that trained her daddy but they shooting like real real nigga commercials like real dated nigga commercials like the commercial is a black dude with a flat top hollering at a brown skinned woman with a shortcut. He's like, I love women that cut their hair short. It means they have confidence in their beauty and their features. And they're having like, it's a drink commercial. It's like an energy drink commercial, which they're drinking throughout the rest of the episodes. The kids are, which is hilarious. But in the the commercial, when they're shooting it on set, they have a light-skinned woman walk past and the brother with the flat top follows the light-skinned woman. I mean, he has a kid flat top, like it's tall, a race ahead flat top. And he follows a light-skinned woman and the daughter, she's like, Oh, this is some bullshit. And she calls cut, but she's not the one directing the commercial. So I call this woman Foper Winfrey because she looked like Oprah Winfrey, but she not Oprah Winfrey. You call her what? <laughs> Foper Winfrey. So Foper Fo- so Winfrey. <laughs> Foper Winfrey is the one directing the commercial. And she comes over. She's like, blah, 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 blah. Black woman talk. Black woman talk. Who told you? Blah, blah, blah. You fired. So she gets fired. Actually, she's like, Ashley, I quit. And she's like, girl, I don't care. You just ain't getting no checks from me. And that starts the whole show. So I'm trying to get the names of these characters so I can get it right. Because <laughs> it, it, there's so many characters, man. And I think the thing that's going to really carry this show is the diversity of the casting, which mm-hmm. they did a good job with. The first episode felt a little dry. It wasn't a lot of comedy. In it, the second episode, it shines a lot more because they fully immerse you into these this friendship that these kid this group all shares. You know, it's three guys, it's three girls. You know, mm-hmm. it's a mess. You know, it's some history. And you know, the of course Drew and the main Graham girl, they got a little thing that they don't want to go after. They kind of playing with each other. He really into her. She really into everybody else but him. <laughs> she she in she's in she's one of those I like him a lot. I don't want to fuck this up, so I'm gonna fuck everybody else around him and he gonna know about it and I hope he don't get pissed. Oh, oh of yeah, of so course. He been, he's been friend zoned, like super, super friend zoned. And everybody's just kind of pointing this shit out. But I still want you around, you know. Oh, absolutely. Like call you yeah. up while I'm like clipping my toenails and shit. Mm-hmm. So let's see, it's um the casting, it looks like it is 
Ari is a a black male that's one of the friends, and Ari is well, you find out in the second episode he is bisexual, which is the way you find out is hilarious. So I'm not I'm not y'all gonna have to go watch the the second episode to find out how you learn he is bisexual. But you when you initially meet his character, you know that he is like the the messy one. In the group. Um, and it's I'm sorry y'all. I would do a much better job with these names, but the IMDb casting page is horribly set up. Um, mm-hmm. one of the friends I think is Crystal. Let me see her picture. This is her. Yes. So Crystal is a friend to the main girl whose last name is Graham, who I cannot find on the IMDb because again, y'all, it is a fucking like the first name you see on the IMDb is receptionist. That's how well put their IMDb is. Wow. The top casting is not even at the very top. Oh, and the guy, the writer's name was uh he, he actually is creative. He's one of the creators, but also a writing credit is Ben Corey Jones. He's the one from Insecure. Okay. Yeah. And I follow him on the ground. So she works at the um the branding company too with she worked there with the girl because they was friends, but she also works with with Drew from Everybody Hates Chris. And the first episode is kind of how like Drew comes up with this idea for a commercial for the younger generation. Mm-hmm. And then it turns into this whole like uh omniscient dialogue about how you need to kind of be trusting yourself instead of letting other people run you. And I thought the message was good. I didn't think the execution was perfect. I'll tell you this. The funniest scene in the first episode is when they, um, and Ben Corey talked about this, they do an homage to Boomerang. There's a scene where Martin, um, was it, was it Martin David Allen Greer and Eddie Murphy are working out in the gym. And they reshot that scene exactly with the three male characters. That's how you get introduced to the three guys. And in the background, there is a brown-skinned girl on a treadmill. But the treadmill is not on. But she's walking on it. She's walking in place. So she is picking her feet up and putting them down. But also, the reason that you notice her is because she's trying to get the camera to notice her. So she is in the background walking all pretty. For the camera and looking like like girl, I think the camera, I think the camera is eyeing me. And she's doing this in the background literally the whole time this scene is taking place. I was dying. I was like, she is legit walking in place at negative two miles an hour. Wow. Like she working out. (laughs) And then there's a nigga in the corner doing like he's not doing pull-ups, he's doing chin-ups. So it, it, the whole the, I was looking at stuff in the gym scene I wasn't supposed to be looking at, <laughs> but that was good. And in the second episode, I thought was definitely more my speed, more my style. It was funny. It was, they do like a game night thing, and it, mm-hmm. it was funny. You get to see how they all interact. You get to get some history on their relationships, and you get to really start to feel for these characters and who you identify with and who you don't. So mm-hmm. I think with the cast of characters that they have for Boomerang and the writers that they have, and I think there's a focus here, they could definitely develop this into a really strong show, especially catering to like the college group or the fresh out of college group, the young black professionals. Okay. And so it, it has potential. It has a lot of potential, man. Like I even, I, I, and I usually don't pay attention to this. 
I even like the way they style these characters. They all have they all have their own unique dress style. Mm-hmm. Right? They all have their own unique flavor. They exude a certain persona. And it really is intriguing to watch. Cause you're like, damn, I used to do that back in the day. Or, yep, I remember when I was dumb like that. I remember when we used to have those conversations and we didn't know what the fuck we was talking about. Okay. But they put them in a in a a a, a, a professional setting, you know. Everybody got their own little thing going on. Nobody seems yet to be a bum. Mm-hmm. They even got one of the friends is a stripper. But it's not like a, uh, she nasty, she a stripper. It's just, sometimes she be stripping. It's Atlanta. Okay, like, yeah. She's probably at one of those classy establishments. I don't know if it was classy or not. I know she ratchet as fuck. <laughs> Because some of her dialogue in the beginning of the episode is, she got one of my favorite lines. She said, how you light-skinned and ashy? I was like, oh, oh no. Wow. These are what greatness. These are not, facts, that that make, makes me want to watch this now. <laughs> you should. like it's, it's. I think everybody should check it out. Especially with, since okay. we're trying to give more attention to black properties. Mm-hmm. Uh, if BET is going to make a show that's good, then I'm going to support it. Hell, I watched four seasons of Being Mary Jane. I can watch the first season of Boomerang. I can give it deserves. Oh, a chance. I did too. <laughs> yeah, which that'll be back in April, and I'm not looking forward to my completionism wanting to watch it. You're not. You're not. Um, you know, curious to see how this wedding is going to go. I just want to know: is it a movie or is it like two episodes? Because I need them to end this show. They do like they, but I thought it was. I thought that was going to be the end. Like I thought it was you know. a movie. Like, they said it was going to do one last movie. I remember that. They were like, we're going to finish it with a movie. And they have not yet said if this is two episodes or a whole season. Yeah. But what do they have a whole season to write about? Like, really? It's no need. It's no need. Like, I don't care if the parents get back together. Like, all that means nothing. I don't know. And then it's like, well, what are you going to do? Like, are you going to say that guy that you froze your eggs with it's going to get a change of heart but i thought uh, he got like married with kids all right like he moved on i don't even she's with it she's with uh michael ely right yeah is she's that who she's marrying michael ely, michael ely? Hmm? she's marrying michael ely she's marrying like yeah I'm engaged to him okay see i don't even remember it was so long ago like it was yeah like at the, the at the end remember he proposed to her that's right after she found out he was he had like 30 million dollars in the bank chilling Right. And then, you know, I remember it was like the, the pick of she had to pick between him and Kara to get the position. Kara fucking around. She got a whole ass baseball player. You know how much baseball money baseball players make? Listen. She got a star <laughs> baseball player too. Like, come on, man. She secured her bag. Like <laughs> And the kids like them. The kids as teenagers, they even fuck with them. Mm-hmm. You know, um, she scared that bag, honey. You know, you have you ever looked up her? Like looked looked up her. Have you ever like a, like you about to look up her dress? Have you ever looked her up? Uh uh-uh. uh So did you watch the? Was I think it was on? I don't know if it was on Nickelodeon or Disney. It was a show called like Taina or oh, something no. like that. I can't remember what that name it is. She's the girl from Taina. No, that's her mother. So, uh, so the girl on B, the car on car car or whatever on being Mary Jane is Tyena's mother, and then there's a sister that also acts. And when you see a picture of all three of them together, my nigga, what they all look alike? No, they all look good. What's, oh. her, name? <laughs> What's her name? Um, 
What is her name? I actually saw Taina recently. She was on um she was on that Amazon show. I forgot what the name of it is. Where my dude be conning people. <laughs> Cannot think of what it is called. Yeah, I've never seen this the show. Oh, Petey's was it something? Sneaky Pete. She was on Sneaky Pete this season. But let me see. This she was on it or Taina was. She's definitely older now too. Like she got some age to her. Yeah, I mean Tiny gotta be a she's our age. Our age. Oh, she's like two years yeah. older than us, I think. Hmm. Where is car what is Cara's name? Lisa Vidal? Yeah, Lisa Vidal or Vidal. She's 53. She look good. So Taina, I think, is uh, Christina Vidal. And then there's a Jill Vidal. Okay. Huh. She's been in a lot of stuff. Which one? Um, Lisa Vidal. She's been in a good amount of stuff. Yeah, is it? Rosewood. Yeah, I guess Tyena. Yeah, Tyena. Grim. Chasing Vidal. V-I-D-A-L. And then there's Jill Vidal. No, that woman is Asian. That is not the right person. <laughs> so she wasn't in Tatiana. Her sister was. Tyena. Uh, Christina Christina Vidal was in Tyena. That's, what, that's her child. That's Cara's child. Oh, okay. Car is like a smooth 56 or something. Yeah, they, Wikipedia got her as, yeah, 53. She looks good. For 53, yes. She looks yeah, super she, good. She's been, she been in a bunch of stuff. I ended up with her mom, though. Mm-hmm. That's cool. But then once you see it, like once you realize you're like, that, this makes sense. They look alike. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Oh, okay. That's dope. But yeah, man, Boomerang. Check it out. It is a so that's your 40s review. I'm I'm telling y'all, I am telling y'all to go watch a BET show. It is actually good. For those who aren't familiar, uh uh Lena Waithe is the one who does the Showtime show. Uh What is it? Shy? Shy? No. The Shy. The Shy. The Shy. Yeah. Which and she was really on um, Master None. She yeah, she's on the Thanksgiving episode. So well, she was on Master None period, but she she won the Emmy or whatever for the Thanksgiving episode. Yeah, the Thanksgiving episode is what what launched her. Yeah, and then she got the shy. She was in Ready Player One. She does mm-hmm. the, she does one of them commercials. I can't remember if it's TNT or something like that. Is her voice narrating? Uh, Direct TV. Is it Direct TV? Okay, cause she does like four of those. She's a very like you can pick her voice out. It, it, it it's distinct. Mm-hmm. So she's doing. She's this, man. distinct. Oh yeah, like, absolutely. And not not and now I'm definitely not saying that like she's ugly because I think she's very attractive. But she's just like you see like you don't really see like you know some people like they look alike like they look like other people like she's very distinct like she yeah. definitely stands out. No, she's got style. And she looks and like she's oh, tall. She is tall. Taller than. You know, like yeah, average woman height. Uh huh. But um, yeah, no, I love it. I love that she's getting all this work. She's very deserving. 
I like that BET seems like they care. And I'm glad that Fopra Winfrey is getting work too. Go look at, go, if you go look at the woman I'm talking about, you'll know why I'm calling her Fopra Winfrey. What's her name? Hold on. <laughs> Wait, let me go to Bo- <laughs> Boomerang TV Network. I should be able to type Fopra Winfrey if she pop up. US TV series. Oh. <laughs> oh my goodness. Um I'm confused what's going on right now. I don't know her name. Hold on. And they don't have a lot of This wasn't the only show she's been in either. She's been in some other stuff, but let me see if I can find her name. <laughs> Victoria Johnson. I think that's her. Paula Newsom is her name on yeah, the show. I think. Well, her real name is Paula Newsom. Her real name is Paula Newsom. I think that's her, though. Yes, that is Fopra Winfrey. <laughs> I'm about to go on IMDb. <laughs> I, can't, I can't wait till you put that picture up. <laughs> The accuracy. <laughs> wait, wait till you see what she looked like on the show, though. Wait till you see is she is full Oprah. She is she is so Oprah. I'm about to go to Google's. Let me see if Google's got a. I know Google's got all the good pictures. <laughs> what in the world? She's been in a lot of stuff too. I see her all the time. Like, how is this picture not Oprah? <laughs> she yeah. Now that I'm looking at her, she has been in a lot of stuff. Like she has that face, but yes, yes. Oh Jesus! Wait till you hear how she talk and how she act on the show. It's like it's full Oprah. <laughs> Why do they have? And somebody passed a side by side picture of Oprah. <laughs> you're not gonna tell me that she has never been mistaken for being Oprah. You're not. Gonna tell, I'm sorry. You're not gonna tell me <laughs> that people have not ran up to her on the red carpet, but like, oh my God, I didn't know Oprah was coming tonight. Oh, look in the chat. Somebody did a side by side picture. I don't know. Look. <laughs> look at this. Look at this. This, this is this is faux press. And they use the they use this light picture, but for real, if you get the complexions right, just a little bit. Cause Oprah got a lot of bronzing going on in this picture. If you get these right and do the hair the same, it's the same person. <laughs> But the fact that they put the, they already did a side by side picture because let I, you because know. I was telling the truth. I'm telling you, Deidre, when you see her on the show, the way she walks, everything, her thickness, everything is Oprah. It's it's Oprah. She looks like Oprah. She could host a talk oh. show. I think it is. I think it is. I think there is a movie where she did host like a talk show or something. This is wonderful. They are clearly making fun of Oprah. <laughs> oh gosh this is greatness so i think this i've given greatness. y'all enough reasons to watch the, this movie this show the accuracy of it all is oh i remember where i saw her well she's in rain over me i remember that and she's Wait, in that's her husband? who's her husband um tim meadows oh no no way they're trying to say. Nah. I don't even see no information about her husband. Wait, I click, you know how sometimes you just click husband, and that was the first thing that popped up. So maybe it's not. 
That's not old boy from Anchorman is not her husband. No, his wait, his spouse was Michelle Taylor to 2005, so they might be fucking. Ex wife exposes him as a cheater on Twitter. Of course she did. Who? (laughs) The ex wife. And of course, Bossip has it as Tim Meadows' white ex girlfriend. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Well, there you go. That's my man from Mean Girls. Mm. Oh, boy. Yeah, that's what I remember him on. And he's on some show on um on on like now. Like I've I've seen it in passing. I know you've seen Ladies Man. You've had to have seen Ladies Man. I think so. Oh my god. I don't know if you've seen it then, but you said I think so. <laughs> my man has a big afro and a big dick and he just run around fucking women the whole shit. Oh yes. And Will Farrell plays his gay gecko Roman wrestling husband. Yes. Married to Kelly Kapowski. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. And, and, uh, <laughs> Hillary Banks is in it. Oh, God. Yeah. Now I know you're talking. And so is Pops. I'm going to use everybody's <laughs> name from a different show for this movie. <laughs> yes. Now I remember. Oh, my Lord. This is so funny. <laughs> they really made Tim Meadows run around with his ass out for a whole film. <laughs> oh my lord um no I don't think that da- I think that they're not dating who's dating Those two. Paula Newsom and I don't know why they made it seem like they were I don't know maybe they just hoping that he finds some finds his foper we all need to find our foper <laughs> I think we're done here. I think we're done. I'm gonna go watch this show just because you keep saying Fopra. Just that's the only reason I'm gonna watch this show. She's in the first two minutes, so she's in it before they even show the name of the show. So you will get full Fopra, my nigga. <laughs> y'all laughing? Everybody listening to this podcast right now? Going to y'all going to Google Paula Newsom to see if she look like Fopra. <laughs> Oh, they have another picture that they look. Oh, I'm about to wait. How do I copy it? This one really looks like they do another side by side and they really look alike. It's like the accuracy on that one. Let me see this. I'm pulling it up like it ain't in the chat. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. It's like a before and after. It really is. It really is. And the fact they have tons of side-by-sides of her and Oprah is so true. Yep. (laughs) All right, y'all. This has been another episode of the Where's My 40 Acres podcast. Appreciate everybody for listening. Thank you for tuning in and spending your full two hours with us. If you made it to the end of the show, I want you to look under your seat because you get a car and 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 and especially you, nigga, you get a car. Fober Winfrey. So.
Uh, my favorite color is purple, and we will be hollering at y'all next week when we do these album reviews. We need to figure out what albums we're reviewing, so I can start listening now, so I don't do what I did last yeah. time. Yeah, yeah, we got to figure it out. I'm telling you, it needs to be Tierra Wack. She did you see her at the Grammys, which we didn't talk about by the way, but did you see her at the Grammys? That dress you wore? no. Oh, go look it up. Go look up Tierra Wax dress and because she was nominated. Of course, she instantly came out. Let me see. She's the one with the 15 minute album where every track is one minute. Let me see what she wore at the Grammys. Straight out of Philly. Are they showing? Oh, they don't have wait, let me put Grammy. I was about to say because it just I typed her name and it came up Grammy. It's yeah, her picture. name came up in her pictures. Oh. Oh. <laughs> oh. It's censored. Like it's moving. Oh, okay. Ma'am. Okay. Yeah. So I feel like we should do her album just based off of this. Okay. I'm down. Yeah. And the other person, um, we could do Emily King or we could do Saba. It's project Let's from do last Saba. Year. All right. So Saba's project from last year and Tierra Wax project from last year actually as well. Okay. Yeah, nothing is really And Saba's album is Care for Me. So Saba's Care for Me and Tierra Wax. What was the name of her album? Oh my it's the perfect album, rap album to put on vinyl. I'm going to kick Cora in the face if she don't stop crying. <laughs> it's called Whack World. That's what it's called. Okay. I'm down with that. So I think we got to watch the videos for these too. So I'm going to go ahead and just set that Yeah, because I see these videos. videos are crazy. Yeah, we got to watch these videos. So for this album review, you we if you watch the videos, you're going to hear the songs. So And they only a minute. <laughs> so take 15 minutes out of your day and watch the videos for this album. Yeah, I saw the trippy video, I, yeah. like the you know the clip, and I was like, "Oh, whoa!" And your dress is trippy. Yep. Okay. And she's going on tour. Like, how how does this work? I don't know, but if she coming to DC, I'm on it. Um. Even though well, this her. might be old. This say, is old. I know her audience is gonna be annoying and shit. Like. <laughs> she's young yeah this, this was old so but i'm sure she's probably going back on tour now yeah oh well we'll see but until then um make sure that y'all tune into the podcast regularly make sure if you haven't subscribed please subscribe to the podcast don't just go searching for where's my 40 acres every time don't just wait for me to post a link to the website so you can go just stream it for the website i appreciate that but we don't really care about website hits we care about podcast downloads so subscribe and them subscription numbers got to be good. We can't get in no place and do no interviews. If we ain't got strong subscription numbers. So please subscribe to the podcast, download each episode instead of streaming it to hike those numbers up. And if you would, please leave an iTunes comment or a comment on Stitcher, any type of review comment. We only do five stars. Thank you very much. Don't be an asshole and four star us. You asshole do five stars, please. Five stars gets you everything in life. Four stars gets you a kick in the balls, nigga. <laughs> All right. And if you want to get in contact with us, where's my 40 uh, podcast at where's my 40 acres.com. If you want to call us 443 832 3494. 
And if you want to upgrade and get more podcasts, if you want the three, six mafia nostalgics, the missing nostalgics, the abducted in plain sight, ratchet co-joint podcast review for we watch ratchet. If you want hoodables one through seven, cause another one is coming out on president's day. Then Boom. yeah, you got to hop on these, please. We're doing, we, we, we done gone premium crazy. If you want to listen to old Where's My 40 Acres episode, there's a classic episode dropping every day on premium. Every day. It's people on premium who still haven't realized that yet. Every morning they go wake up to a new 40 Acres classic episode for at least the next two years. Hey. So, if that's not enough for you to go premium for $5 the first month, $10 every month, or $99 for the year where you're getting two months free, I don't know what to tell you. Y'all just don't love us enough. <laughs> but yeah. So go ahead. Y'all also listen to these albums. Uh, Saba's Care For Me and Tierra Wax Whack World. And then I'll create a thread and you can leave your comments and we'll read those when we do the reviews for each album. Put them in the airgasm episode. That's something new we could try doing as well. Getting other people's feedback. Seeing what y'all think. Seeing if we agree with that. Seeing how that works. And watch Boomerang. I'll create a thread for that too and let me know what y'all think of the show. And uh, if Oprah Winfrey expired you to start your own talk show in your own network <laughs> and your own wig head turn. What? You know what Oprah turned. You know it's Oprah. Oh, bye. All right. <laughs> All right, y'all. We'll holler at you next week. Peace. <laughs>